Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis. Joining me online, not to my left, but via Zoom, is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels. Nick Wright. Also returning to the show, also joining on Zoom, is the return of the chairman of the Chinese knockoff. Martin Reimer. And today we're going to be talking about Pac-Man's 40th anniversary. All right, dudes. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, we're back. Yeah, thanks for having me. It, yeah, well, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. I I can't remember what was the last episode you guys had me on. Oh, uh, um, I don't know. Was it as far back as like one of our E3 prediction shows? We we had to have been talking about some Sega games. Mar- I think it was Sega. On our Sega Genesis Mini episode that we were trying to guess. Uh, maybe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> might have might have been yeah but it's been a while yeah definitely been a while but um you know 2020 has been such a weird year uh coming right out of the gates with uh covid night yeah, it's been a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were scheduled to do something like right before it all happened yeah we'll yeah. keep we'll keep that a secret i guess because i'd still like to do it because i thought it was an interesting topic but yeah we were all set to uh, record an episode like way back in February, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe March. No, yeah, it was March. March. Yeah. Yeah. Way back in March. And we had it all planned out. And uh, that's that's when things started shutting down for us. Uh, we probably know. first started talking about it late February. And, yeah. and, and like somewhere early March, early to mid March is like the date we were setting. Yeah. And yeah. Then it got canceled. Are. Well, it was, it was like, it's one of those like topics that was like a wide variety of things you could talk about. So like, I know I was collecting research for some time. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get around to doing that one still. I don't, it's, it's like the, 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 the impetus behind it was a, an event, but it, we don't have to make it that. Um, but there, there's a couple of uh, topics I have stuck in, like in my head that if we could, you know, get this to work well, uh, maybe we can actually bang those out because who knows when we'll get back to normal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we're allowed to like our, our state is allowing like groups of, what is it? 10 uh, to start getting together. But I think I know in our house, I think it's up to 25 now. Oh, it's 25. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. I, I know in our house, we we've decided like, you know, even though they're lifting restrictions, we're going to, we're going to let things play out a bit more. And, right. And, uh, yeah not jump right out there so not be the guinea pig i don't want to be the guinea pig i don't want plenty of volunteers to be a guinea pig so oh yeah um you know, i've already noticed in the news in some other states um like a barber shop or something they opened up for business in like a- after the, a weekend or something there there were 12 infected uh just oh from my gosh. <laughs> so yes. you uh you that's uh, scary a little bit wild so, but you know, back to the back to the topic at hand, Pac-Man, uh, the the original mascot, really, if you think about it, like the original gaming mascot, yeah, came it's out like the grandfather of all like video gaming mascots in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you know, know I mean? It, it's not the first arcade game, but it no. is the first with like such a popular character. 
Yeah. Well, he really took, you know, he took video games by storm. Uh, you know, you had games like Space Invaders uh, that were in Pong that were extremely popular in the late 70s. Uh, you're, you know, like more space related type games. And then along comes this little circle with the pie piece cut out. <laughs> and uh, it's it's everywhere. It just exploded. And, uh, Puck Yeah, Puck yeah, Man. <laughs> Was it released as Puck Man in Japan, or was it? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. just not in a, in America. Nick, can you do you know the trivia behind that? The whole like why they changed the name? Well, I mean, all you have to do is watch um, uh, Scott Pilgrim, and you you got that answer. <laughs> yeah, you do. But if you uh, have to watch that, alter the P in Puck Man to uh, another letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Similar. I have seen pictures though of the marquee that actually says Puck Man with you know the logo in that same Pac-Man font that wow. says Puck Man. Okay. And I'll then you, I'll it, get a picture of it. Like maybe you saw images and then like someone already like defaced it. <laughs> I, I've never seen that though. Yeah, I've heard the stories that that's what would happen, but I've I've never seen such things. That's really funny. It it's true, but like I don't think it would happen like everywhere. Like maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it seems funny, but. Uh, yeah, but each date was changed to Pac-Man. Uh, what was the designer? Toro Iwatini? Is that is how you pronounce his name? Iwatini? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm not sure how to pronounce it either, but uh, you know, he, he was working for uh, Namco. Was it Bandai Namco back then even, or was it just Namco? Just Namco. Namco. Just Namco. Yeah, so in 1980, uh, Pac-Man was released. Uh, do we have the date? Did, Nick, did you? I thought you had a date when we were discussing this offline. When we were like, "Let's do oh, this." Oh uh, well, I, I just took my brother's word for it. He told me May twenty second. That must be the Japan release date, I think. Right, I, I think it is. Yeah. Okay, because I feel like, and I, you know, wikis are not always the most reliable, but I feel pretty comfortable in Pac Man. Like the Pac Man wiki is pretty well kept. It, but it, I think it was in November, maybe when it was released in the US. First, yeah. Yeah, this this would have definitely been the Japanese date. Yeah, and you know how it is with arcades. Like, I, it's it's difficult to pinpoint when an arcade gets released because they kind of would sort of get released in some areas and then it would gradually spread. Yeah, it was kind of a rollout. Yeah, yeah. Like nowadays, where like if you got if you're playing a if you're planning to play a game on PlayStation or Nintendo, you know the day months ahead, like when it's gonna. Oh be. yeah, how strange would it be if it's like. Oh, like the West Coast gets the game first, and then it comes over to the East Coast like yeah. thirty days later. It would you know, I, I don't yeah. know where he got that May twenty second because this even says Japan, July nineteen eighty. So, oh really? I'll have to ask him. I don't know. Well, we'll just say summertime, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this year is uh, the fortieth anniversary. Pac Man was first released in Japan somewhere. And again, you know, you may have different release dates from different sources who claim to know the actual first, you know, cabinet went out. Who who knows? Maybe, maybe a trade show and like they they announced it at a trade show and then they're like, that's what it came out. I don't know. Mark Mark's pretty, you know, he, he's not the kind of guy that just spews information without being pretty confident in it. So. Yeah, he just brought it up the other day, and I thought, oh, yeah. You know, I, I knew it was the 40th because there's the Arcade 1-Up 
40th anniversary yep. product coming out. So, you yep. know, I knew it was, but I never really thought about date. And he just happened to say it the other day. It's funny. You say 40th anniversary and um, that seems like such a long time and it, and it is. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Pac-Man's even been around longer than that. I, it's just nuts. It's just been a part of our lives almost. I, practically our entire lives. Practically yeah, our my, my entire life. Yeah, he kind of was. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm from mispronouncing the name against Toro Toro Awatini. I, there, there was a scene in the Iwatani. Uh, I want to say Tani I- Iwatani Iwatani. That sounds better. That sounds better. In that Pixels movie that Adam Sandler flick that came out a couple of years back, they yeah. had. I think it was an actor. It wasn't the real guy, was it? Necessarily? No, I don't think so. I I think it was an actor. But I think that was like really the first time I heard anybody say his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can't even remember it now. But he, um, it, like I was saying before at the top, he was working for uh, Namco. And uh, he he created the original Pac-Man, uh, Super Pac-Man, which came out in 1982. And we'll, we'll have time to talk about these arcades further down once we get further into the show. Uh, but just to give him some more credits, uh, Pac-Lan 1984. Uh, Pac-Mania 1987. He was also the lead, the head designer for Pole Position, which I didn't know. Really, I didn't know yeah. that. He he did. That was both, one of my favorites as well. Oh, those are classics. Yeah. Uh, he did the he did both one and two, so those were released in '82. He was busy in '82. Super Pac-Man and Pole Position. Uh, and uh, and then that the the next notable thing I have for him was in 2007. He was a supervisor for the Pac-Man Championship Edition game. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's oh, great. That that yeah. the first time in a very very long time for me personally that I feel like they had a a neat idea to bring it into the you know twenty first century or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I remember when that came out that it was a big deal that he was involved in it. Yeah, and it 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 felt right, and it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun to play. It had the hooks like the original yes. hook. Yeah. I have a lot of things to say about these games that came out down the line. Uh, after the success of the original Pac-Man, some of them are just downright weird. But uh, we'll we'll say, like I say, we'll talk about that. Um, so I have a couple of topic talking points that I will throw out, and we can just kind of follow along. Uh, this this isn't necessarily a trivia. Like we're not going to go through like the entire history of Pac-Man. I kind of wanted to focus to the '80s because I think most of our memories or fondest memories are going to be in the '80s. And that's when Pac-Man was the king in the 80s. So even though there's been a lot of games to come out, you know, from the 90s on, and maybe we'll have like a part two episode down the road if we feel like we need to, if we have a lot to say. Uh, But I was just thinking like, let's just keep it to the 80s. The phenomenon of Pac-Man, all the things that happened during the 80s with him. Yeah. That sound cool, guys? Yep. All right, cool. Sounds good. So let's talk about Pac-Man's design first. Um. And Nick, I'll be looking to you a bit because you know you you are uh, you have an artistic eye. You always have. That's uh, kind of your your area. Uh, what, when you look at Pac Man's design, what what is what do you think? Like pizza, pizza, <laughs> right? Well, that was the uh, uh, that yeah. was part of the inspiration, right? He 
apparently but but uh but yeah uh it was part of the inspiration as the story goes but i mean there's something that there's such the the simplistic design and and you had to have a simple design you know because you only had so many pixels to work with yes and, and you know, i mean that's the beauty of that design it is is so iconic so simple yeah yeah the the yellow really pops yeah against the oh, black yeah. green you know, the the ghosts. I mean, I guess we could talk about the designs of the ghosts. What are their names? Blinky, Pinky, Clyde, and Inky. Wait, did you have to look that up? <laughs> Had to look that up, yeah. <laughs> uh, Inky was one I couldn't remember. Uh, the others are ingrained in my memory, but Inky I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, but the ghosts themselves, like what, what was this, like why did they choose ghosts to be the main enemies of, of the game? You know, I, I'm not sure I really know the, the story behind why they were ghosts. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know if you want to go into this yet or not, but just the whole, it, it's fascinating to me about the, the programming behind it, that each ghost is individual. Yeah, let's talk about that. The, we can talk about design uh, as a character design, or we can talk about it uh, as like, you know, the game design itself. I, I didn't really know about this so much until I was doing some game design myself and, and I was making a, a, a version of Pac-Man myself. Oh, I and, recall and, when you were working on it. Like. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'll have to, you know, show some clips of that or something uh, of that version of Pac-Man that I made. Do you have it out there? Like, is it, um, available to download, like I know you used to. I, yeah, if it's not still up, I can make it available. But um, yeah, it executable, it would just run on Windows, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll oh. it'll run on Windows. But when I was doing that and doing research on that, I found out that each ghost had its own specific programming. That and I don't remember which was which, but each one would like go like to a different quadrant. And, and kind of patrol around like the power pellet for like so many seconds. And, and it changed every, as the game progressed, you know, that timing changed, but they, they would always kind of patrol each of the four corners and, and then they would kind of go into chase mode and kind of go look for Pac-Man. And, and even when they were chasing Pac-Man, uh, one would try to ambush Pac-Man like from come at him from the front while another would try to get him from behind in ways to try to, you know, corner him. Yeah. It, it just, the, it, the whole thing is fascinating to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. So, but they were, it was a predictable, um, pattern. But yeah. Unfortunately, because of that, the, the original Pac-Man was predictable Mm-hmm. And, and that when uh, so you'll probably get into some of the story of Ms. Pac-Man, but uh, Ms. Pac-Man's ghosts are completely random. You know, we we need to talk about Ms. Pac-Man. I feel like we kind of have to, but I was really yeah. surprised that it um, Awatini didn't have anything to do with Ms. Pac-Man. Like that blew my mind. I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I mean, he had to be in some way involved, right? As like a, um, basically, it was a hack. And, oh, okay. you know, and it's so popular now. Yeah. Oh, I'm honestly, they, they, they adopted with the, it. The hack. Really? 
I, I did not realize that it was just a hack. And they what they just they decided. Are we talking like in the Street Fighter episode when people were hacking the game and they just they jumped on top of it as an opportunity to? Uh, probably, uh, yeah. Like Cam, Capcom embraced that and made Turbo Street Fighter Two. Like people, yeah, are, I mean, that, it's doing it. We should do. We should take advantage of this. It's it's they they're basically kind of the same story that you know. Um, what school was it like uh i don't remember like mit or something uh, students basically created ms pac-man and it it took off oh wow i did not realize that that is really wild to me hmm. um but yeah so th- they were predictable and uh nick you and i and martin martin you might have been there too but at the arcade expo that we typically go to every year when they had billy mitchell that one year he would demonstrate mm-hmm. Uh, exactly how you could basically safely tuck Pac-Man into a little corner and for yeah. as long as you liked, you could stay there and not be killed. And I just, That that kind of blew my mind. And, and I've done it now too. Oh, I, really? I never really knew about that before. And so I, as soon as I left there, I tried it out and I was like, oh yeah, it works. I just walked I away, did. left it for hours. Oh wow. I might have to go back and research that again I, just to see which corner it is. Was it just on the first level that you could do it on? It's really any level. Any level? Okay. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, Pac-Man, it's all the same maze. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's like, uh, I forget which corner it is. I think it's the one, the like, right under the ghost house in Mm -hmm. in kind of the right side of it. I think so. That's in my mind. That's what I'm picturing. If if you go, like, up, and if, like, no ghost, you know, sees you do it, (laughs) then... As long as you you go up into that little T corner and you just stay right there, they just go all around and they just pass you up. But if you're Mitchell. a guy like Mitchell who's trying, who's chasing high scores, uh, that's like your bathroom break opportunity right there. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's another spot above the ghost house. I forget which direction it is now, but they'll never follow you into there. Like the, the it's either they'll never go up into that little part of the maze or they'll never go down i forget which direction but it's a way to escape that they'll just they'll never go that way and i made my game to be the same way too did you really yeah did you just like crack up like did you find source source code of the original pac-man and just studied that well i i can't take the credit there there was somebody else that basically did all that and like wrote all this code for um game maker that we were using at the time yeah, and, and I I basically just looked off of that and kind of made it my own. I mean, you know, because I I didn't like copy it verbatim, but right. you I, I, was, I was using that code and, and just understanding how things worked with that. Yeah, I think there were also uh, at the same time we were looking at some articles around. I don't know, might have been Donkey Kong, but we came across some Pac Man articles that were maybe talking about the game loop for each of the ghosts. Yeah, like kind of how how they went. Either one would try and get in front of Pac Man, or another one would try to stay behind it, or something like right. that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, if you think about it, back then, I mean, that was pretty. I mean, it's simple concept wise, but like to implement it into a game was pretty it's innovative. A lot of thought. I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of like chess in a way. Yeah, you know? especially if you're coming from the world of uh, you know very simple games like Pong. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even Space Invaders, which is just, yeah. you know, it it's the same thing every time. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the same thing every time. 
Um, there's like no variance whatsoever. But I, I remember like my older brother talking about like patterns. It was like the thing that popped up. Like you got to learn the patterns. And uh, there were even best-selling books on New York Times, like lists of, you know, learning the patterns. Look oh, at that. wow. There you go. <laughs> so you, you could actually cram and learn and just, I mean, I, I don't know. Like you're just sort of mindlessly kind of sort of playing. It's just all instinct and muscle memory at one yeah. point. So I, I find that really fascinating. And because of these patterns that you learned, um, you, you can you can beat the game and get a perfect score, which is insane to me. Like, I just can't. Most of those games, those early games, were just muscle memory, right? You just figure out what the pattern is. I feel like that was a big big thing with Donkey Kong. Nice. (laughs) Wait, is that that the Atari 2600? No, but that's in here too. Okay. Uh, What book is that, Nick, uh, for the people who are watching and want to know? You're, you're referencing some book here for Pac-Mania. Pac-Mania before there was ever a game called Pac-Mania. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's that old, huh? Yeah. It looks pretty old. Wow. By the editors of Consumer Guide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, man, cool. I, I love this book. This, this isn't Ooh. actually like the book I had when I was a kid, but I did have this book when I was a kid. Oh, so uh, cool. This one I found on, like, I, I lost it like so long ago. I looked all over the place for this book, and I finally gave up on it. And I... I found it on eBay at one time and rebought it. So and, oh, okay. and this one's in better shape than mine was in anyway. I thought you were going to say you finally came across it, but it was like underneath like a whole like bunch of other stuff. So you had to like Indiana Jones. Now, it, you know? it, it, if I did actually <laughs> still find it, I'd be happy. But no, that's, yeah. I don't know what happened to that book. Totally. That's, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, and I'm sure there's just tons and tons of books out there just because I know that there were multiple books on the bestseller list. So like, you know, there were, other books that didn't make the list uh but i mean it's it's up there as a phenomenon with rubik's cube you know like that's the biggest one i can think of really is rubik's cube that was a huge one where you could buy books and learn how to defeat you know like solve the puzzle in in a a quick amount of time there were tons of those books that you could buy that there's an equation that you can solve that with oh is that i don't know it oh yeah it's a mathematical equation i believe it i believe it that doesn't that doesn't me at all but it you you brought up a cool I think you brought up the point where you had like the ghosts well they had their different roles but they also it since they were different colors and things like it's almost like they had their own little personalities sort of kind of uh, even on the title yeah. screen like one of them would like get its little ghost thing caught on the like did, wasn't that in Pac Man or was that Miss Pac Man oh like the uh, the the little cutscene it was but it. The- it- yeah, you're right. It was the cutscene, not the not where that like he he gets on a nail and uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. always blinky in the cutscene, the red one. Yeah, but yeah. There's one of the cutscenes where there's like a nail like in the ground, and when you know Pac-Man just goes by and and Blinky gets his you know skirt or you know, right. for lack of a better <laughs> term, you know, caught on the nail and it rips. His sheet. Yeah, his sheet. You think about like yeah. you know costumes and stuff like ghosts use sheets, so I guess. Yeah, and, He's got like a little like foot or something underneath too. There's there's like a little body oh. that's like underneath it, and uh, but in it the the cool thing about that on oh, uh, well now I'm trying to remember if the game I don't think the game actually has that I I made this in my game at least oh. because uh, oh I know what it was why I did this in my game the next cutscene I, I forget what happens in that next cutscene but it shows that he's been patched up. There's like little stitches oh. that's, on, that's on where where it got ripped. 
So there's some continuity. Well, yeah. And so in my game, though, my version of Pac-Man, after you get past that cutscene, Blinky from then on out appears in game with the, the patched up stitched version. That's pretty cool. Oh, nice. I, I don't remember you mentioning that in, when, when you were releasing it and talk, talking about it to everybody. I'll, have to, I, I'll, I'll, I'll dig it up and I'll show pictures. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one either. I'd like to see that. <laughs> That's really I don't cool. recall seeing it. And then, of course, further down the line, you had cartoons where it even further kind of fleshed them out and gave them like little personalities. Well, he had a yeah. family in the cartoon, which yeah, was pretty interesting. He had a dog. <laughs> he did have a I dog. What was the dog's name? Chomp Chomp. Do you remember? Chomp Chomp. Yeah. yeah. Chomp Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> I was and actually, in the, in the cartoon, there was also a female ghost. Oh, Sue from Ms. Pac-Man. I don't remember her name. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, some trivia. <laughs> Martin's dropping the, the tidbits. Yeah. The trivia. Uh, do you That's remember the I bad know. guy's name? You well, know, have, remember how the ghosts were like? There's a boss over the ghosts. I remember uh, their names. Vaguely, vaguely. Don't know his name. No. You want me to tell you? Yeah, tell us. <laughs> Mesmeron. Oh. Mesmeron. Yeah, you don't remember? Mesmeron. Okay. It's kind of like Darth Vader in a way, with huh. a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> and the ghosts were like. Were, were they were they dumb like were, i want to say they were like they were oh really they were silly yeah, yeah. that's right yeah and like, that was, they wore hats and all kinds of stuff i think blink blinky was really dumb uh pinky was kind of like the tough guy yeah there was uh, a leader though well, inky was dumb too <laughs> and they even they carried that over to pac mania like they gave inky like the like goofy eyes that were yeah know, he was kind of <laughs> so cool i'm just recalling from the cartoon there was also the like the grandpa you remember that there was maybe he was like a maintenance person or something i can't remember exactly but there was another did he have like a cane (laughs) that he walked around might might have i don't know might be thinking of cranky kong or something at this point (laughs) i know the thing i found interesting in the cartoon because there were other pack people but they would be different colors i always thought that was strange which I mean, because you never saw that in game until like the multiplayer, like uh, Pac-Man Battle Royale, maybe, where you know there was like a blue Pac-Man yeah, and whatever. Because sure they, they had different colored Pac-Man people, like in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's interesting oh, wow. that they would go blue, like completely different color in the cartoon. Yeah, I always thought that was weird as a kid. It might have also just been a mistake from the art. They'd send it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> Act family blue. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, just yeah. go with it. Just go with it. Like, all right, whatever. Um, one another one of the as far as design goes, I wanted to talk about like, you know how in the in the uh, arcade artwork, uh, I've got my little Coleco right here, but I don't know if you can see it. Oh nice. Like Pac-Man's got like red eyes and he's got two feet. Yeah. And, I never understood that. Yeah, well, so what is that all about? Do you guys have any clue as to like why he has feet in the arcade? Other than like in back in the day when you had arcades, like they would He's you know, not even round. He's kind of oblong. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He looks like a uvula or something, like an upside down uvula that's infected or something. <laughs> it just looks and, weird. And you know, Ron, I kinda wonder I'm like, was that the first character design of him, or was he really supposed to be more round first? I'd like to know which came first. I've read anecdotally from like, you know, other people, like other arcade games where like you would have 
artwork on a cabinet that's way different than what's actually portrayed in the game itself. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that was their original yeah. vision. You know? I, I'm well, I mean, going to say that's like the, the game sprite came first and then they had some artists make, you know, side art and everything for the game. And that like was just their <laughs> interpretation <laughs> since all they had to deal with was so many pixels worth of a little guy. That's a good it, point. You know, instead yeah. of like being a straight up just pizza pie thing, like, well, let's give this guy some character. Yeah, I, mean, that, I I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of how I see it. The red eyes bug me. I don't know what it is. Just don't. Yeah, like I don't. It. I don't yeah. like the red eyes either. Um, I like the that, Japanese I, version of him, where he's like a round guy with like the pie cut eyes and the long nose. I like that better. Yeah. Now that you mentioned the pie cut, I like this. The pie cut. Yeah, that I, that's my favorite yeah. version. I love yeah. that version. Or like, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. That's what which, they use on like all the Namco classics or whatever now. Yeah, yeah which I love this amiibo. I mean, hey. this is the best. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that, that's the main design points that I had uh, thought to talk about. Is there is there anything that you guys uh, think about like when it comes to Pac Man's aesthetic? I, I was kind of thinking as you were talking about the feet. You know, they must have. I, I think Nick, you were right that the uh, the original round version was what they wanted, because like the cartoon, they don't use that odd version, that odd drawing that's on the cabinet, right? They went with more right. round. Oh no, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking they're just like, yeah, we're not using that. It, it's like the uh, it's like the Mega Man artwork for oh. the NES game. They're like, yeah, we're not really going to use that anymore. Well, it, you'll notice because you know Pac Land, how he looks like how he does in the cartoon. Yeah. Now the the Japanese version of Pac Land, he's got the longer nose than the American version of Pac Land, where it's a shorter oh. nose, like how the cartoon had it. Yeah. Have you ever yeah, noticed I that? I haven't seen the Japanese version then. Yeah, you look it up. I wonder why they would make that that choice. Like that is, is like extra work. It seems like like why. Well, I mean, I I imagine it was developed in the Japanese version, and then when it was coming to the States, they decided to, because uh, I, it's, I'd, I'd, I'd have to look to see if there's other details different, but I, I think it's pretty much just his nose that's different, mm. that they just shorten the nose. I mean, that's not a huge deal. Well, I remember was something that I was going to say. You, you'd mentioned the pie cutout, like the eyes with the, the Pac-Man eyes. That is, that's a style from like way back, right? Like that, yeah, that, it's, it's an old style, yeah. Because, like, you, you could totally see an artist would look at those eyes and go, like, oh, I like that look. Like, I, that could be our character right there. I've always liked pie cut eyes, like on the, the Disney eyes, characters, yeah. like Mickey Mouse. I, I've always liked that style. It's a neat look. Yeah. I like it better than like the, or like the little circles inside of a circle, you know, like that's supposed to show reflection. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Innovations. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Rusty, Rusty's got, uh, I just noticed the picture behind me. That he must like the pie cut eyes too. That's yeah. how he did that. I could totally see that. Like I just, I just recently took my Pac-Man version down for 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 other rusty art. So like you know, don't 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 worry. <laughs> <laughs> I just you can only to- have so much rusty art on the wall. I do, I do. I and I I'd been accumulating all this art. And of course, you know, like he's retired now, I guess. And so I had six. Well, he's not doing the shows and stuff, I guess. 
not doing the shows anymore, but I'm, I would be, would be more likely to buy his art if I see him at the shows. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now I have bought things from him mail order and he sent them out and it didn't, you know, it didn't take that long. Um, but uh point I was going to say is like, I had like six or seven or eight just in a bag still, like, you know, the bag he gives you just still in those bags yeah. tucked in a corner. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot. I even bought that final fight poster. And, you know, of course the TMNT one came out this past year in the Mortal Kombat. And I was like, I, I, those are so cool. I got to put those up. So Pac-Man had to go down. I, I had to, I had to make some difficult choices. Yeah. So, sorry, Pac. I should have put him back in, put him back up for the episode. Well, I've got two of them, you know, because like, just like how you were saying how, you know, you, it takes so long to get them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be the next year, the next show, and I'll see something. Oh, I love that. I'm going to get that. And real, I get home and I realize, oh, I already had it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just never put it up. I know Pac-Man I, and Dig Dug. I've got two of those. One it was, but I've done a duplicate before, too. But <laughs> I, I thought it'd be fun to talk about like innovations because Pac-Man was such an innovative game. Um, it, it basically set off the whole maze genre of arcades, I, I want to say. There were a lot of games that came later. I think Rally X was like another Namco game that came. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. similar yeah. vein. Um, but I got a list of innovations, and uh, we can talk about those. And then if at the end of those, if, if there's anyone, any ones that you can think of, or if you'd like to refute any of the innovations I have jotted down, certainly go ahead and say so, because I don't want to be accused of, you know, saying that it was innovative for this. And, you know, like it is, it's, there's a gray area, like games are inspired yeah. by other games. But the first one I put here was, as Martin said already, he was like really the first gaming mascot. There, there, there really wasn't anything that you could just take like as far as a character goes that was appealing enough to. I mean, I think there probably were like, you know, Space Invader T-shirts that existed, but Pac-Man was like a legit star. You know, he was like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You could put oh, him yeah. on everything, and uh, I, I feel like he really was. Honestly, like you said, the grandfather of the game mascots and Mario, I think, gets that credit a lot. And you just sort of forget about Pac Man, but yeah, I like that Nintendo is is really kind of keeping Pac Man around, like with like the Smash Brothers, you know, and the amiibos that you'd shown. There's a lot of respect there, I feel like, you know, like Mario may not have existed if it wasn't for Pac Man. Now, can yeah, any, I think there's some truth to that. Scots that maybe came before. Mascots I mean, I think about not. I think about the same time as probably Donkey Kong. Um, well, I mean, what what year? Uh, well, eighty. Pac Man was eighty. Donkey Kong yeah. was what eighty one. Yeah, something like that. So close. Yeah, really close. Um, I I have it credited as the first game to feature a cutscene. Um, Ooh, that that might be. It probably, yeah, yeah, probably. You know, as Nick already mentioned, like there's like little, anim- like little cutscenes where the ghosts would chase Pac-Man or uh, what have you. Like there's there's a, there's mo- there's several different cutscenes, so it just kind of broke things up. You know, like if your hand was sweating from like a <laughs> round and you had to like just dry your hand off on your jeans or whatever, right. just kind of gives yeah. you a little break. A little break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really smart. Um, I have it credited as the first game to include power-ups. You know, I was wondering about that. Probably. We hadn't mentioned the power pellets yet yeah. up until this point. We haven't, we haven't mentioned. So, yeah, um, I guess we, for, the, for those who've never played Pac-Man, 
<laughs> or I've never heard of it. Go play it if you haven't played it. it. It's this like perfectly geometric maze kind of thing. And there's little dots. You have to clear all the dots to complete a stage. And we mentioned the ghosts. Their, their job is to uh, kill you, eat you, uh, and you're avoiding them. But you, on each corner, you have these larger dots, the power pellets, where if you eat those, then you have a certain amount of time and it varies depending on the level, to turn the tables and eat all the ghosts. And, you, of course, you do it for points. Uh, it also comes in handy, too, if you're being chased. You can, If you just need to get out of a jam, you can just hit a power pellet. You know, I, I think it's very intuitive. I don't even really think you need to, like, look at any kind of instructions or anything to just kind of figure it out and be like, oh, okay. You know, because... Uh, there's no buttons. There's just up, down, left, and right. 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 And, and as yeah. soon as it starts, you start because uh, you you see you know moving. all the dots on the screen, and, and without even touching anything, he already just moves to the left. And when he does yeah. so, he's already eaten those dots that are in that path. And so, as the player seeing it for the first time, you, huh? Okay. It's like he the just, very he first. He just ate those dots. Ate <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's very intuitive. Yeah, very, very intuitive. And then when you make your way to the big one, the power pellet, then you see the ghost behavior change. And yeah. like, oh, huh. You know, they were kind of chasing me around before, and now they're they seem frightened and running away from me. Right. Yeah. And of course, you're most likely going to be watching if you're a wide-eyed kid and you're, you see Pac-Man the attract mode is going if you if you watch that for a few minutes and we all did well yeah and when you see the attract mode and because it, it demonstrates what happens when you eat the power pellet and then so it, even if like you played it for the first time without seeing the attract mode and you just kind of ignored the ghosts and you tried yeah. to just clear the maze and yep. you know you either succeeded or whatever right but then you know maybe you see the attra attract mode and oh after i ate that big power pellet yeah then i get points if you know if i eat the ghosts right and it, every game that that time was all about points too like oh and then oh so it, it the points chasing they multiply right and, oh okay i can get extra lives yeah, <laughs> yeah. anything you can do to oh. prolong the fun <laughs> yeah oh, so. so let me ask you guys okay when you were growing up did you think the power pellets tasted like the uh the cheesy balls or like the kick cereal, you know, like kick the round cereal. cereal. Oh, cereal. Kick cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it, but I would have answered. Oh, kick. come on. But I, I never cared for the cheesy poofs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like cheesy poofs. Those are fine. Yeah. You like in those cans, those old eighties cans that are real oily, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> those are the best. Um, so more, more innovations. Um, well, and one more thing before we get off the edible stuff, and it, you know, yeah. you had the, the fruit. I know there was the cherries in Pac-Man. I don't know if there was a different fruit or the strawberries and uh, things were just in They, they changed, yeah. Okay. I think they changed. It starts yeah. with cherries. Yeah, and you, they, they would just pop up, and you're like, oh, what's this? I'm going to go eat those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I read that I didn't really think about, and it kind of makes sense, I guess, because just the appeal of the character himself is very inviting, very, very appealing and cute, uh, is that this, this game, part of its success was that it was actually really popular with female gamers. 
Yeah, I mean, there there was no gender with Pac Man. I it, all, yeah. all it, everybody <laughs> loved Pac Man. Everybody loved yeah. Pac Man. It was it wasn't you know space invaders. You know, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, and when Ms. Pac Man came around, it, it it wasn't really for lack of you know needing you know to make it a female version of it that females would like you know it was just a way to just like a distinct you know change in the style like gives you an excuse to have both cabinets out there yeah um now i put as far as uh inspirations uh john romero has uh credited pac-man as like one of his major sources of inspiration of course you know there, i think there's a level in wolfenstein 3d that's a tribute to a pac-man maze I don't know which version of Wolfenstein, but oh, you know, I I think I had heard about that, and I totally forgotten. Like, if you looked at it from a bird's eye view, it's like the Pac-Man maze. Yeah, yeah. right. But yeah, so he, the Pac-Man was a major source of inspiration for him, and he he and John Carmack were like the godfathers of the 3D shoot 'em, you know, 3D shooter yeah. genre. So, you know, Pac-Man continued to inspire. You know, not just all the knockoffs and the clones. Um, they, it, it came back around again. It's like, well, the design of these, of the mazes, like we can turn it on its axis and give it, you know, like make it 3D. And, you know, like it's it's just like Pac-Man, but with Nazis. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so like, that's all the innovations that I have. Can you guys think of any further innovations as far as Pac-Man goes? Uh, and the one that I was thinking of is like the warp portal. So you can go from side to side and it would just kind of, uh, Loop wrap through, kind of wrap, wrap around. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of games do that. I, I don't know if Pac-Man would have been the first or not. Yeah. I don't know. Did Berserk do that? I feel like Berserk was a game that maybe did that. Well, no, but Berserk, it would just go to the next stage right. if you did that. Right. Um. Okay. That that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know if it's the first one, but it it very well could be. I mean, uh, like um. Asteroids would do that. Asteroids is before Pac-Man, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. You would kind of yeah. pop up on the other side. Um, so let's talk about the pop culture significance of Pac-Man next. So, let, and we'll begin with the arcades. I feel like it's the most appropriate way to start this out. So obviously Pac-Man in 1980, the game was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. I, I remember seeing them in like Walgreens uh, gas station, oh, yeah. uh, uh, the the laundromat, you know, gas yeah. stations like you say, very um, very popular in laundromats. Would you go to an arcade? There would be rows of Pac-Man. There wouldn't even just be one Pac-Man. There would just be like four Pac-Mans all along a back row. Uh, so, and they manufactured so many of them. I imagine they were quite cheap at a, after a certain point. Like you could just get them pretty cheap. So just throw a row of Pac-Mans back in your arcade. Um. Can you guys remember the first time you saw and played Pac-Man in the arcades? Does that do you have a memory tucked back in there somewhere? I, I don't really have a, a memory of the first time I, I played Pac-Man. I, I've shared like my first really arcade memory, which was Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, yeah. Uh, I my brother was like really the one that we had when you know atari 2600 pac-man was coming out mm -hmm. and uh my my brother was was the one that was pleading the parents we have to get pac-man i want pac-man you know mm -hmm. I, I i was really too young to really know any better i just 
what was your strategy along for the ride <laughs> when it came to playing pac-man you had a you had a strategy yeah, with yeah. <laughs> i had no idea what i was doing there was no strategy i just <laughs> I, I was just holding the the atari joystick to the right i guess and uh, well i i think i was just kind of holding it to the like upright because all it would do is just go up right because you know how the ghost came out from the right side not from the top on a 2600 pac-man yeah just i i ended up like i always turn straight into the ghost every time and i died every time i do want to talk about that 2600 conversion a bit when we get when we get there because it's pretty infamous uh, but I don't. Pac-Man did he? Did, he didn't automatically move forward in the twenty-six hundred version, did he? Like I think he just stood there. Uh, no, yeah, he would just sit there. Yeah. If you if you didn't touch it, he just sat there. So that that intuitive nature of the game that you were just talking about wouldn't have been present in the twenty. Now, now once once you stopped, the twenty-six hundred was intuitive on the games. <laughs> yeah. There were but, some classics. There's some classics on the twenty-six hundred. There's a couple. Well, once you started, though, he he would always just move that direction until like you, you couldn't just like stop, yeah, you know wherever you wanted it, it it would have to hit a wall, right, right. But but if you didn't start it, he would just sit there. Martin, can yeah, you- I I think the twenty six hundred was probably the first version of Pac Man that I played. Oh, um, and I which I was awful, think- by the way. Yeah, oh, well, sorry, Mark. When you played I mean, at, play at that age, I probably didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved it, you know, because I was too young to know any better. I'm not gonna lie, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I even enjoyed the Coleco Pac-Man, as horrible as it was. I, I didn't care. I was and I had one of those too, Ron. I, I might still have it somewhere. Yeah, and and yours looks it was like it's in fun. better shape than mine, Ron. Like mine, the the I'm stickers are all kind of on, and the the lights come on. You can you can still play it. I don't. Now I don't the, have any the, the top of mine is completely gone. Like the plastic cover housing, yeah, it's it, gone. Yeah, this is the marquee's peeling off on mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you you don't have this part, Martin? No, I don't. Like the whole plastic. Oh, that, that whole this cover. One? Yeah, oh, that's wow. gone on mine. Yeah, I don't know where it went. <laughs> <laughs> you ripped it off. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I threw it. It's Lucy, it's not super tight, but it's it's hanging in there. I'm proud to to still have it. And you know, like when you're a little kid, you do weird things sometimes, like peeling off stickers, like just because you can. Oh, oh, nice. That's not even the 2600 branded version. That's like the original. That's great. Feeding a pop tart, which they say. Oh, are, oh, you mean like not not the the. Where they re-released it and they yeah. had the twenty six hundred brand, yeah. Because this yeah, is twenty six hundred. Like art, you like different art. From right, I got you. I really got you. like. <laughs> I feel like that's how I know most of the games, honestly. Um, but yeah, so you know what? I guess we'll just leave Pac Man there because we. It sounds like we have some things to say about some of the other games. I always yeah. like that artwork for Pac Man. Yeah. Like, why didn't they do good. that on the side art? You I know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like he still has feet, but it's not as weird. Yeah, he's hold that feet. back up there again. Let me see that, Nick. He's got little sneakers on there. It looks like. Yeah, he does have sneakers. Yeah, but but his eyes are not bloodshot. <laughs> and it looks like the ghosts are all like a pink color. Well, that's because it's twenty six hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I- interesting uh, story on the twenty six hundred version. So they couldn't have all four ghosts because you know how they they kind of blink. 
Yes. You know, they, they look yeah. like they fade Flicker in and out. Really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't have all four ghosts on screen at the same time. So so that that's why they they kind of fade in and out so that like this one dis like if you were to pause it, you never see all four at one time. That a refresh. that's a memory restriction on the twenty six hundred. That's why they blink. Why you can, like yeah. flick with NES some NES games, isn't that kind of the same deal? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a memory issue. That's that's an interesting tidbit, Nick. Um, yeah, factoid. Factoid. Yeah, you're always all about your factoids. Oh, I love factoids, no doubt about it. So the next game that I don't really have any sort of frame of reference and like you know back in 1982 i guess when this game supposedly came out was the super pac-man uh and and years later when i would see it in some places like i feel like it was really rare like i never i don't remember seeing it mm-hmm. yeah i agree um what, super pac-man yeah super pac-man yeah i it, it was certainly rarer than pac-man but for me the one that was even more rare was pac-man plus you remember that one? No, it's that's not that's not the pinball hybrid, is it? No. Okay. Uh, no, it it's it's just it's Pac-Man, mm-hmm. but it just has just different weird things going on, and, and maybe that it's kind of you know I, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember if this was authentic Namco or mm-hmm. American Hybrid. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe this is why, because you know, I'd said Super Pac-Man was so weird in my mind. I like I don't feel like there were pellets; there were just like ice creams and uh, like coffee cups and just all kinds of weird things. Like weird. Well, Pac-Man Plus, instead of like cherries for fruit, it would have like a, a Coke can. Okay. Yeah. Like, different yeah. things, and, okay. and when you ate a power pellet, the ghosts would have like a little flag on their head. Hmm. It, and uh, I, I, I can picture that yeah it, it would do all kinds of bizarre things like they disappear and stuff now one thing i did uh, like about super pac-man was the when you would get super the pac-man key. had the the keys yeah when you would when you would collect keys parts of the maze would open up yeah so that that was kind of the neat thing but in the end i, I just like I, even in emulation like i would play it a few times and go like i just want to play regular pac-man this this is not what i want to be it's not no, like man. It, it did weird things like when you ate the uh the super pellet like you know and pac-man got really big and was super yep. pac-man and yep. like you didn't even eat the ghosts you just they 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 got all stretchy it was weird and it's like you didn't even really fit between the uh the mazes like it was i don't know like i i don't like super pac-man martin what, what do you yeah think? it wasn't my favorite I really have not played it that much. And I, I honestly, when I see it, I like walk the other way, right? It's like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't notice you. <laughs> like, oh, geez, there's Super Pac-Man. I'm going to go this way. <laughs> Turn the other way. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather go play Miss Pac-Man or, or Standard Pac-Man. Five bucks, but I'm just uh, Miss Pac-Man is definitely the best. Yeah, yeah. Miss Pac-Man is my favorite. Um, so I'm going to skip to 19- or Or Pac-Man with the speed hacks. Yeah. Oh, oh, but, oh. but even then, it's still the same maze over and over, and Ms. Pac-Man will change yeah. the maze. Right. The colors and things like Ms. Pac-Man. We, we'll have to just like somehow uh, do a Ms. Pac-Man episode. I don't know because like it's it's I know it's all of our like favorite version of that game. So and in right. it's like in my probably top ten all time arcades too. So love that game. 
1984, which is actually, I was thinking it was a bit later, but I have it written as 1984 when Pac-Land came out, which was another big departure from the original design game of the game. Side-scroller. It, it was a side-scroller, mm-hmm. and it, it was neat, though, because it looked a lot like the cartoon that had come out right. in a Barbera cartoon from a couple of years prior. Um, now, and if I'm not mistaken, there's there's two different versions of that as far as controls go. I think one version would have the joystick like normal, but an, I think there's another version that uses buttons for left and right. Mm. And, and and you you just kind of like tap on like the left or the right, usually right, you know, because it's a side scroller, but sometimes right. you go the other way right? Uh, in order to run. And um, I can't remember which version. I think it had a joystick when we used to play it at Aladdin's Castle. Yeah. Now to jump, wasn't it just like a springboard or something you would hit and you would Well, no, well, you 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 did actually have a jump button oh, okay. and, and you would jump. But there is portions on the you know the map that would have a springboard. Mm-hmm. Like if you're jumping over like the uh, the swimming pool or whatever lake or however you want to call oh, yeah. that. Didn't you have to rapidly press the jump button to stay afloat or something like that. Well, and that's what I'm trying to remember too. And I think that might depend on version because I think some, if if not all, you actually don't tap on the jump button rapidly. It's it's a directional button that you tap rapidly. So if you were jumping to the right, like so you'd hit the springboard and you'd jump and then you'd tap, 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 tap on like the right direction in order to kind of float and make the distance. So that would mean that if you had the other version, you would have to tap, on the controller a bunch of times to the right? Yeah, because I, I remember playing it in MAME and having to tap on the joystick. Okay. Is why I'm kind of remembering that. I could see there being multiple versions maybe because like, you, I could see how like the controller might get worn out if you're just going left, like to the right a bunch. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I did like Pac-Land. I, it, it, I just, it's more of a nostalgia nostalgic like i just loved seeing it in arcades it kind of had that dragon's lair thing going for it where it looked it was just very colorful and looked like the cartoon and for that reason it appealed to me but i i remember it being kind of hard and i was I, i didn't get real far in it a lot and it's another game that i didn't see around a bunch uh, right. I, I know you'd see it occasionally, like at a place like Aladdin's Castle. I remember seeing it in a right. Know, yeah, I, I'd see it in an arcade like Aladdin's Castle, but never like anywhere else, like the laundromat, you know, where you right. would see Pac-Man for sure. Right. Um, Martin, you got any thoughts on Pac-Land? Um, I'm trying to recall. Um, I may have played that one a little bit in the arcades. But it did. Did it also come out on the Super Nintendo? Uh, mm, it was on well, graphics. Turbo Graphics sixteen. Turbo yeah. Graphics sixteen. Okay. Um, a little too much for. Well, Super Nintendo probably could have handled it fine. I know there was some kind of side-scrolling Pac-Man game for, Super, for the yeah. Super Nintendo, but I don't recall. Yeah, which I want to say was. there was actually a Nintendo version in Japan, maybe. Ah. Uh, but um, I might be mistaken on that. Yeah. So in that case, I, I didn't really play it that much. Yeah. So so Pac-Land was just more of a more of a curiosity for me. I 
I would I would have been happy just playing it once and not really sink a bunch of quarters into it personally. I know I know there is an Atari Lynx version also. Oh, okay. Mm. Atari Lynx was so weird, wasn't it? Like it had some yeah. games like you'd want to just go out and buy a Lynx to play that game. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, there there were a few little games on there where I really wanted a Lynx, but I never got one. Uh, yeah. The yeah. the arcade version of Ninja Gaiden, right. Pac-Land, right. Uh, right, right. And it had like Gauntlet, I think, was pretty cool, but everything else had Gauntlet also. It was odd too, because couldn't you like flip the controller the other way for yes. like if you were left handed or right handed? Yes. Yeah. That's really neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which was thoughtful. It was a big, chunky handheld, but it did have some neat things about it. Yeah. Um, I think it even supported two player games that way that you could just, it flipped the screen and you could just, instead of, turning it around you just handed it off yeah you know, to the person across from you like a, like a tabletop kind of thing like yeah kind of i think then, so yeah yeah all right so we'll move on to the last pac-man game that we'll really talk about since we're talking 80s and uh this this one was like kind of came out of left field out of nowhere uh, and i loved it it was a uh, pac-mania from 1987 yeah i love pac-mania because of that whole kind of geometric kind of look to it you know yeah, pac-man actually looked like a sphere it had the shading it's it, uh, really impressive yeah, kind of like uh, yeah i love that and he can jump over the ghosts now well that that was kind of the novelty yes you, there was a jump button but it worked the novelty yeah, i mean because you know if you just say that people would be like oh well that makes the game too easy but right. no it it gets tricky yeah. Plus, there's ghosts that can jump also. Yes, yes. And I like how you can kind of jump around corners, too. Like, you can really zoom around in that game. Yeah. And I love how everything had a Lego kind of look to it. The, uh, the yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, first that board, Blocktown. Blocktown, yes. Yeah. So it's such a nice, appealing look to that game. And it played great. And uh, that, that, that really kind of rejuvenated, I feel like. Uh, Miss Pac-Man never went away, seemingly. Like, it just never went away. But yeah. Pac-Man was like, dominant for a couple years then it just i feel like it just went away (laughs) like there were all these other games but it wasn't relevant anymore it didn't seem like everybody just wanted to play miss pac-man instead it's like it's better so like why would you go back to it and it's (laughs) slower and everything um so that's that's all i have for arcades unless you guys had any other uh points you'd like to jump in and talk about well, it's still on Pac-Mania, the the marquee was very cool on Pac-Mania because it, it was it was kind of vacuum formed, so it, it it popped out. It it was you know Pac-Man looked kind of roundish on it. It it okay. had relief to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did uh, it also have the uh, literally like the Pac-Man side, like where it was like a piece eaten out of it? Like the side of the cabinet was shaped differently. Uh, that's Super Pac-Man, I think. Oh, okay, that was Super Pac-Man. Yeah. yeah, we didn't mention that. We got we got some like memories bouncing around in your head. There. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now th- there wasn't there like a really decent port for Pac-Mania on either the NES or the SNES. A- NES had one. It was decent. Yeah, I, I remember really wanting that when when it became available, and and we got it too. I think I played it over your house before I ever saw it in arcades, if I'm not mistaken. Because yeah, you know, it was like I, I know I I saw it quite a bit in the uh, showcase cinemas. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that I remembered it there. 
Yeah, that that's really one of the only places I can recall seeing it pre arcade expo, you know, stuff. But mm-hmm. it it was there. Like if it wasn't in one spot, they'd move it around, you know, like they would do. <laughs> right. But uh that that's that's a really good memory. I like I like Pac-Mania. Uh yeah. during a time like just before like like you know, like fighting games were huge in nineteen eighty seven. Like those types of games ruled. So to get a classic icon like pac-man back in an arcade that's pretty neat yeah oh yeah so i guess from as we're talking pop culture we'll move on to some some other notable things uh, of course t-shirts we all have the t-shirts uh we're all wearing a retro you know t-shirt now but yeah. much like the one martin's wearing at the moment uh there there were like everybody had a t-shirt well may, maybe not quite like that but something similar to it like everybody had like that T-shirt with like the different colored sleeves with Pac-Man on it. Uh-huh. I I have an old picture that I'll try and look for it where my mom is wearing a Pac-Man T-shirt. <laughs> oh, wow, that's <laughs> so, cool. This goes to show like everybody like was into Pac-Man. Yeah, uh, there were bedspreads. Uh, I know that mm-hmm. I at one point received a Pac-Man bedspread. but that was just like a staple of the '80s. Like there was like you had to decorate your whole entire room in Pac-Man. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lunchbox, one of those plastic lunchboxes with Pac-Man. Oh, there have to there be. Was. Yeah, absolutely have to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was uh, the cartoon, which I'd already mentioned, that ran for one or maybe two seasons. Uh, it, I have it as nineteen. 19- is, is that your bedspread, Ron? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that might be me actually, right there. <laughs> is that a little boy or a little girl? I can't tell. <laughs> I had real floppy hair. So. Oh, actually, here's a better picture of it. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Odd, I'm, I'm having flashbacks. That is so excellent. Nick, are you going to jump on the Facebook page and, and post some of these pictures by chance? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> those are good. I got to see those again. Yeah, th- those are great. Uh, but yeah, bedspreads, like you'd have borders, you know, like people would get... Hey. You know, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but okay. you know, when we were talking about the 2600 version, mm-hmm. I remember this, that mobile, like hanging in, you know, Sears or whatever store it was. Oh, I, I remember that display hanging from like the ceiling or whatever. Mm. That's actually new to me. I don't know if I remember. I've ever seen that. Or seen that before either. But anyway, you, you were talking about the the bedspread. Yeah, I was just remembering a time in the 80s when, like, you couldn't just stop at the bedspread. Like, you had to have, like, wallpaper and borders and trash cans and... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's everything. The pillowcases, a, maybe a lamp. <laughs> you get it just... Maybe. Uh, the whole spiel. The whole schmear. Uh, I have... Um, oh, but I'd, I'd briefly mention the cartoon that... Uh, I, I might... I'm, I feel like this is a factoid that I maybe keep messing up, but I want to say that the voice actor who voiced Fred Flintstone did Pac-Man. Yeah, that may be right, but I really don't know. And I also think that he was nearly dead. Like he was years, just a few years away from his death. <laughs> oh my God. Nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Mel Blanc. Way to go. <laughs> It's just, it's not, if you listen to it and it doesn't quite sound Fred Flintstone-like, think of that, you know, like Mel Blanc voiced Bugs Bunny like way, all the way up until when he died. So like, you know, you you hear some of those later cartoons from the 70s 
and just bugs doesn't sound quite as good as he did, you know, a little th- worn out, a little tired, a little worn out. His voice is, is a little tired. So, uh, but I, I feel like that's a factoid. If you people out there on the internet want to, want to tell me I'm wrong, I'm fine with that. But uh, I feel like I read that somewhere. That's where we, that's what we do here. We, we give you factoids that may or may not be true. <laughs> uh, music. I have to touch on the Pac-Man fever song. <laughs> The Buckner and Garcia 1981 chart-topping hit, disco as hell. <laughs> Quite catchy. I, I had a 45 version of the song that I ruined my mom's like you know ears with. Yeah, you know, I just played it all the time, uh, and it, it actually topped out at ninth on the Billboard Top 100. It went gold. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's crazy. That's how thirsty people. What were they thinking? They, they were thinking dollar bills, man. If <laughs> people could, yeah. and uh, 1981, this is you know this is they're they're cashing in all they possibly could. Wasn't it for like even maybe the last ten years ago that Pac-Man was like the highest grossing video game of all time until yeah. like Grand Theft Auto Five or something? I think it is. Uh, I know, and it's merchandising. Like I feel like it's made not only a billion dollar in just quarters but it's also earned over a billion dollar in merchandise. Like that's really wild to think about. Yeah. The game could be, cause like, you know, you could have a game like space invaders or street fighter even that made that amount of money in quarters, but couldn't come close to topping it in merchandise as well. Merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> <Money's made. laughs> so it, that just, it's just such a phenomenon. Uh, yeah. It's it kind of odd that there was no Pac-Man movie, I guess. We just weren't really in that mode at the time in the early '80s, um, but I, you know, why not make a Pac-Man movie? <laughs> <laughs> I could see like a Pac-Man, like, um, uh, gosh, I don't know who who was the guy who did Secret of Nim and Don Bluth, like Oh Bluth, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, there was the music, uh, the handhelds. There were a lot of little handhelds, like I pointed out the Coleco collection that came out in 1981. Uh, retailed for $60, which is, if you're one wow. of those people like me who's curious about what that equals in today's dollar, uh, $170. Bucks. So. so this thing, today's money is $170. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, a, that's I mean, th- those are cheaper than that. I know. Right, right. But you know, it's just the way the the way the inflation works. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess technology if, or something, the screen technology. Yes, I guess to be fair though, those are cheaper than that with sales. I guess uh, retail is not. Uh, retail is like what one ninety nine, two ninety nine. I don't know. Mine, mine probably either came secondhand or from a yard sale or something. Like I know I didn't get that from the store when it first came. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I found mine at, at like a flea market or something. You know. Like I've never, I've seen the box in pictures, but I've never seen the box in, like in, you know, person or anything. Yeah. I, I loved those Coleco mini arcades. Like they are so iconic to the eighties to me. Yeah, I, I did too. There was some, like, there was a Donkey Kong one that, you know, in the movie Gremlins, like it, it shows up in that movie. Like, yeah. Yes. Most playing the Donkey Kong. Like I'm just like, oh, yeah, there, there is a whole lineup. I mean, there's Frogger, uh, yeah. you know, Galaxian, Ms. Pac-Man. Oh, yeah, the, I, I really liked that Zaxxon. Uh, version. Yeah. That yeah. Cool. 
And uh, yeah, that was like a second wave that had different designs. Like I feel like the, was it the Cuber that had that? Different well, yeah, I, I want to say that's a different company though. Um, okay. There is a Cuber, but I, I don't know if it's the same people that made these. I don't like it nearly as much. It's neat. Yeah, I, I love the look of these ones. Yeah, just perfectly like replicating an arcade. Um, board games, <laughs> Milton Bradley. Yeah. That iconic board game, and and Nick, as we've learned from, oh wow, <laughs> glad you have that. I love that board game so much. I just love. So does the- everybody play as the ghost? Uh, no, you uh, play. Man. No, no, you. Um, well, I think when you roll, you you move your Pac-Man, but you do something with the ghost too. Like everybody, everybody moves a Pac-Man and a ghost. I, I forget oh. how it works, but. But you move the ghost around too, so that way you can try to you know cut off your opponent. I might be making this up, but I feel like there was a die for Pac-Man and a die for ghosts, and you would roll it. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. There's there's uh so there's two dice, and the one dice is however many spaces you you move your Pac-Man, and, and the other's for the ghost, like you say. And but there's only two ghosts though. There's four player Pac-Man. Which, yeah. oh, you know, and we were talking about the different color Pac-Man. Maybe this is the first. Oh, yeah. Uh, instance. Yeah. Is, there like a, is there like an orange one? and a, Is there a pink one? Um, you know, and the, the, the box, I, I can't see the screen if I'm holding it up. But You're good. The, yeah, I see the green the, one. The box will uh, have different color stuff than what is actually in there. Like it shows like a yellow, yellow ghost. I never had a yellow ghost. I only had blue ghosts. Oh, look at that. Like, and there's a red ghost, a red and a yellow ghost. But I think there was always the yellow, green, blue, and red Pac-Man, I think, has always been constant. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that was such a neat little thing. And we, we talked about that board game in previous episodes. But it was so satisfying to 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 chomp down on a Marvel. Uh, and it would go, you know, you would collect them. Uh, it was so yeah, it, a neat little gimmick. It was a very neat gimmick, and I to- I would totally play with those Pac-Man. Uh, I would just lay them out. Like, I would just throw all the marbles on a carpet and just go around and chomp them up. Like, right. <laughs> I didn't even need the board game or even any structure to the game. Like, I was happy just playing with the, like, marbles and the Pac-Mans. Yeah, the, the one thing I did not like about it, though, was the uh, the design of Pac-Man. That they gave him, like, jagged teeth for whatever reason. I don't, can you see that? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Like jaws. Yeah, like why has he got jaws teeth? <laughs> and I don't think it serves any purpose like mechanically, you know? Just no. I don't know. I, it's like a yeah, there's my two blue ghosts. God, I, I love the ghosts. I, I never saw different color ghosts, so I don't I don't know where that came from. I, I've only seen the blue. But yeah, so it's like some big wig at Milton Bradley was like, he's he's eating, he's gotta have teeth. <laughs> We got to creep out. Artistic liberties. Yeah. Uh, So that's mainly what I have for like pop culture, but I do want to talk about home console ports to to round this out. The best-selling Atari 2600 game of all time is in fact, Uh, it was, it was a huge deal. It sold a lot of uh, Atari 2600s, especially in the right household, apparently. Uh, (laughs) It, and it was, like I say, the best seller on the 2600, but it was awful. <laughs> yeah. It, it sold well, but it was terrible. You can't blame the guy. Like, they gave one guy, Todd Fry, six months to, to build the whole game from ground up. 
And of course he's, you know, like you, you're dealing with this crazy time restriction, but on top of that, you have just the hardware itself. You know, and it's, Pretty it's limited. interesting because, you know, the, the home television was kind of a, more of a widescreen format, uh, not widescreen, you know, like we know today. I mean, it was, you know, the, the four by three aspect ratio. Wafers. But, but the, uh, the, the game was a uh, vertical orientation. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's kind of interesting that, you know, cause here's a, the, the picture of the maze. You know, yeah. so like, you know how I mentioned before, how the ghost came out of the right side instead of the top. Yeah. If, if you just, you know, it's basically, that's what they did to make the game is they turned it on its side. And they rotated it. Yep. And, yeah. And so uh, if, if, Good, if you played it on its side, it'd be a little more normal. <laughs> I wonder how many people your TV. <laughs> TVs over. <laughs> that would have been hard with those old TVs. They were really heavy. I know. Right. Right. You trying to pull that off um but yeah Not so gonna happen. i just have a few little things here like it it sold it sold seven million copies which is really impressive but when you consider they manufactured 12 million they had to do uh, something with five million copies that didn't sell you know, we don't have to talk about the great video game bust and everything that happened and they're certainly et was an even worse example of this happening where they just manufactured yeah so many copies of a game that nobody wanted. I feel like most people wanted Pac-Man and it yeah. was fun. It was and, and and they proved that the Atari 2600 could do, you know, good versions of Pac-Man when uh you know Ms. Pac-Man and Junior Pac-Man came out. Mm-hmm. That you know they they were far far superior than the original Pac-Man. Yeah. And I read a lot of like I think Next Generation magazine or one of the magazines where they were they they did a ranking once and it was like the number one worst ported arcade to a home console system. You know, like it seems kind of mean spirited to say. Yeah, like, I mean, they, it, it was terrible, but like you said, they rushed the poor guy. You know, oh, we got to have this now. You know, that's yeah. what you get when you rush it. Yeah, and it wrapped from top to bottom. I think not left or right. And the mazes only had 126 dots, although they call them wafers in the documentation that I saw, not dots, but 244 is what you would typically get. Um, I, I think it just, it, it adopted that name wafer just because it looked more like a rectangle. Cause you know, at the Atari 2600, <laughs> well, they, like, I mean, even in the artwork, they, they, it looks like a wafer. I mean, like he's eating on a little wafer. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Little pop tart. <laughs> it's like a little piece of Perez. Yeah, that's dandy. Fruits were replaced with vitamins. They didn't have the fruits. Um, oh, the instead of the waka waka waka, you got like a chunk chunk chunk. Bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> uh, the 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 opening jingle, the very iconic. Like yeah. It's, just, it's such a rush job. It's so gross. Uh, and I, I did actually make a note. Nick already had mentioned that the ghosts flickered. Uh, and now we know why. Because of the limitations of the, of the memory of the hardware. But I hated, I hated watching that, those ghosts flickering. Like, it really messes with you. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Like that at all. Uh, any, any other... Uh, well, we could talk about memories, I guess, of the 2600. Martin, you, you, you'd said that you think your first experience... But playing Pac-Man was on the 2600. Can you was was this at your house? Did you play it at a friend's or a family? Yeah, game? we 
I, it was definitely at my house. We had the 2600 and uh, I was probably at my dad's 2600. He probably bought it and uh, just to keep, you know, himself, he probably just try it out. And then I, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can check into this video game thing. And, yeah. you know, we had a few games. Uh, I think I had you, also Miss Pac-Man as well. You have brothers, sisters, any? I have, yeah, I have a sister. You have a sister, younger or older? Yeah. Younger sister, and then I have a half brother, which he would come and visit sometimes. So it might have been for to keep him busy too. He he was about uh, about five, four or five years older than me. Okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't know. I just that was just that was just for me. But all you other people yeah. <laughs> now know too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I we've heard Nick's like well, Nick and I did an Atari twenty six hundred episode, so we we kind of talked about it a bit. I, I'm more interested in some of your experiences and perspectives of the 2600 i guess you know uh i'm a little bit younger than you guys so um i think from what i do distinctly remember you know like at that point the 2600 was already obviously it was kind of like everyone knew it was done right you know i remember going to the stores and seeing the bargain bins of all these games and in there and i'm like oh yeah that's for that 2600 you know and i and I remember playing like Tank and some of those games and I had like the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. And it was just like, these just, they're, you know, compared to like the computer or like the Apple IIe at the time, it just did not compete with it. It's all about personal. Was Nintendo Entertainment System a thing at this time? Um, I'm trying to remember when I saw those. I think that, yeah, it might have been out at that point. Yeah. So it would have made sense for those to be, to be in the bargain bins at that point. Um, I, I do it. remember seeing, and I'm, I'm stretching here on the memory, but I thought some of the Atari cart, like the boxes were like more in like a silver coating. Oh, like uh, the 7800 era. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. 2600 would have that same design. But yeah, that's like the 7800 era, which was comparable to Nintendo. Well, and I never got into the 7800. Uh, The 7800 version of Pac-Man, I think, is the best port out there, honestly. Yeah. It's really solid. Like, there are some ports that look the part, but have a weird sound, like the sound effects aren't quite right. And there's ones where the sound effects are pretty good, but the looks aren't quite right. But that, I remember that the 7,800 version was really solid. Like it was really good. Yeah. Uh, even- it's actually, they, they didn't even call the 2,600 really 2,600 mm-hmm. until those other ones started coming out. And that's kind of how they would differentiate it. It was just a party. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of like the whole Xbox series kind of naming debacle, you know? Yeah. There's numbers behind it, but it. I guess this is the first instance a parent had to look at Atari and go like, oh, there's different, more... Yeah, why, why am I buying another Atari? I've already got an Atari. Yeah. Right, yeah. We did rebrand a lot of the classics with the silver look. It kind of reminds me of like the old Konami, like bar, like box art. Like I, I really like that branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but like Nick's, Nick's Pac-Man, uh, when, when the Atari, when that game was released, it was known as the VCS. That's just what it was called. I think. Yeah. Or just people would call it the Atari video computer system. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
but yeah, the the Pac-Man was just I I'm pretty sure like I got my 2600 uh, again secondhand, not brand new um, from a yard sale. Probably got a bunch of games with it. You know everything. Yeah, over. and it's the whole like time is relative kind of thing because when we got ours, you know, we got it when Pac-Man was out, and so to me it seems like that's when the Atari 2600 came out, but it was out for years before that. 77, I want to say. I, I wow. want to say 77, which is the same year I was even born, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it had been out for some time. Like, Pac-Man was, like, really the last, like, it, it I don't know, like, you, it, it's like the Super Mario Brothers 3 of its life cycle, you know? Like, it just, it sold so many copies. Like, everybody owned Pac-Man. Yeah. It's the game that people wanted to play the most. And even though... The 2600 definitely saw a boost in sales when Pac-Man came out. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And since you were getting arcade ports, like that's, you know, you would start getting games like Qbert and things like that. Frogger, um, mm-hmm. Asteroids. Like you, you would get much better ports in the future. They were just sort of figuring it out. And like Nick said, like you get better versions of Pac-Man even later. Uh, but the, the 2600 version of Pac-Man, although bad, is uh it it holds a uh, you know it's i have a like i i have a lot of nostalgia for it um oh absolutely i mean and, and it paved the way i remember playing it like you know when i was younger my babysitter had it i'd played it a bunch at their house uh just going to family members like cousins like everybody had the atari set up we would i mean you would play pac-man everywhere like oh, and you know how like the back of the instruction book would have a space where you could put your high scores. Oh, that's and, you okay. know, we were always scribbling our high scores in the back of it. You know, Martin, it's funny. You, you'd you mentioned the um, bargain bin Atari 2600. Like, isn't it, like kind of yeah. hilarious? Like if you go to conventions, those bargain bins kind of still exist. Like there's a <laughs> bin of Atari games, like just stacked, like lined up together that have never been opened. Like yeah. they, 40 years like let us out <laughs> i know it's so sad isn't it yeah it's, it's it's pretty messed up how cheap you can get those games i i bet even today like you could go on ebay and get any game you want pretty pretty reasonably priced more so than like an snes or n64 game or something like that yeah probably okay um so yeah there was the atari 5200 version which was uh came out in 82 and it was decent um, it, it was better. It was much better than the 2600 version, but there, it still wasn't great, but it was, it was nice. Uh, there's the Intellivision version, which is actually, I think pretty good. Uh, the, the ghosts had like a funny look, but it, it sounded more like Pac-Man. Like it, it the maze was a little bit more like Pac-Man. Uh, and that the Atelier- I've never played that version, but I did hear it was a bit better than the, the Atari 2600, obviously. Oh my gosh. Night and day. Night and yeah. day. That's really what, an upgraded little system. What about this one? The Remember Odyssey? that? No, the Odyssey? There was an Odyssey version? Casey Munchkin? Oh, man, this was a big lawsuit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because somebody oh, made that game and oh, so wow. they said they're copying off of Pac-Man. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there were so many knockoffs on on all the consoles. I went, I went to start writing them down, but I just stopped. I was like, eh, I'm not going to talk about these knockoffs. Uh, there was an a Commodore. There was a Commodore 64 version, which was kind of bad. That wasn't very good. Uh, but but a lot of people owned a Commodore 64. I, I didn't have one, but yeah. 
funny because like a lot of people had it and there's a, even a mini version of it, which is sort of like the bellwether mark, whether or not you were successful back in the day. If you got a mini console version of it, um, there was the NES version, which was pretty good. Not too yeah. bad. Yeah. Famicom version. Famicom version. Like there's the big nose. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but this one, I was, I was watching a YouTube video on that. Like thinking like, was it arcade perfect? And it's like, no, not at all. Like the, Oh, I don't know. Because like I mentioned before, that whole four, three aspect ratio thing that they had to kind yeah. of squish it in. Right. Right. Was, and they put like the score and everything on the right side instead of on the top. It was it was probably better than anything else you'd have. But then the the Atari right. seventy eight hundred, which was competing against the NES, I think they came out right around the same time. I, I really think that version's good. Uh, and then I put I wrote Game Boy down, even though that technically came out in like nineteen ninety. But it's it's interesting because it was like your first. There you go. That one. Yeah, your first. I have that one too your first like decent portable version of Pac-Man and it, it even gave you like two options to play, like two ways to play. You you could either have like a real smushed up version of it, but you got the whole map, the whole maze in one screen, or you could change to another view where it was like a, a corner, you know, but, but the graphics yeah. were like larger size, but you can, you'd <laughs> move around. And I, I just would prefer to play that way, even though like it, I like seeing the whole screen. I just always would play that other way. All in glorious, blurry spinach green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, now the last bullet point I have to talk about with Pac-Man, and but it's an important one, is uh, the first player to ever record a, a perfect score of three million three hundred and thirty-three thousand three hundred and sixty. Billy Mitchell. Uh, you you can't have a conversation about Pac-Man without talking about Billy Mitchell. And we, yeah. we mentioned him briefly before, but uh, my my opinions on this guy they're they're just all over the place. They are all over the place. I mean, he he obviously, you know, he looks like the villain, right? <laughs> you know, he's always portrayed that way. <laughs> And because I, I remember, I don't remember if we talked about this in one of the shows or not, but when when he like it was announced he was going to be at the local arcade expo, I didn't care, you know, at all because I'd always like seen him as just this incredible douche, you know, I mean, this villain. <laughs> That's and I found him to be very interesting, though. Yeah. He, he didn't really seem that way at all, and I, I was glad to have being able to listen to him, you know, do his little presentation. And I thought it was very interesting. He kind of, he was so accommodating to his fans, you know, like we, we, he was wandering around the main floor and uh, you know, I, I don't know why we approached him, but we did just like, well, might as well, might as well get a picture with him. I think we were just going to get a picture with like of him, not like really with him. But right. uh, yeah. And when we all started getting pictures, cause I wasn't even going to do it, but then it was just like, Huh. okay sure you know and so i got a picture he like shook our hands and he was like you know how's it going guys what do you, what do you guys do for a living you know you guys from here yeah, yeah. i mean he, he seemed like very cool to me i remember he was selling his uh his, like, oh, the hot, hot sauce, sauce. Yeah. yeah yeah he he apparently owns a, a ch- is it a chain of a chain of restaurants or just a restaurant i'm not sure there but he's I he's don't know. Florida, I guess, and or I think it's Florida. Yeah, somewhere in Florida. Yeah, but yeah, you know, like, it, 
like Nick said, it really kind of changed my perspective on him. And even even when he was doing the little demonstration, because uh, what's, is, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the ref. Oh, Walter Day. Walter Day. He and Walter Day had like this really natural kind of playful chemistry with one another. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, like, like Billy was kind of the bad boy and like, you know, but, but it, it, it was lighthearted, you know, it was, it was really comfortable and, and fun. So, but as I was going to mention earlier, like he, he's done, he's granted lots of interviews with nobodies, just YouTube nobodies. He'll stop and, and take 20, 30 minutes and talk about Pac-Man. Like he, he never seems to grow tired of talking about Pac-Man. You would think yeah. at a certain point, especially even after the, you know, King of Kong documentary came out, you start getting a little tired of your celebrity. Maybe you don't like, you know, like I like other games too. Can we not talk about Pac-Man or Donkey Kong? But he never really just seems to grow tired of it. And I think that's cool. Yeah, and then you know that whole like his his whole uh, appearance just went downhill with that whole you know that he cheated on you know Donkey Kong like he used an emulator or something he didn't use authentic hardware all this stuff you know whether that's yeah. true or not I I don't know I don't know but having actually met him though the way that he would submit his scores lends me to believe that it probably is true <laughs> yeah i mean it, it may be true but still though having having met him though that it just i found him to be very interesting and not like the way everything portrays him to be just not the enormous douche yeah. you expected yeah uh, you know i would say even that if you were running emulators you have to have a high number like you, you he's have still to- skilled i mean you oh know. yeah and people have seen him playing the games in person. It's not like he isn't good. So yeah, he was the first person to get that score. It it took him six hours to do initially. So that's that's wrap your brain around that playing Pac Man for six straight hours. Wow. Um, he uh, he even in 1999 pre 2000 he he offered a prize of a hundred thousand dollars to any player who could uh, who could get to level 56 before the end of the year which nobody was able to claim and uh but as of 2019 only seven players have ever achieved the score that perfect score recorded i guess by there's a chance ron go for it the the corporation that keeps track of these things you know you you never you mentioned the kill screen at all you want to talk about this kill screen i'll let you talk about it nick that's i'd I mean, that's not really much to say, but it, it was interesting when, uh, you know, he showed us the, the kill screen at, at the expo. That was very cool. It's yeah, that was neat to see. A bit of trivia, because you can't even see what's going on. You know, you just have to know the pattern. Yeah, it's just a garbled mess. It, I You know, I, I'd seen screenshots of the kill screen before, but after seeing that expo made me really realize a lot more of what was going on with it. Yeah, he he's he's like, and he owns records for other games too. It's not like just Pac Man. Like he, oh yeah, I, I don't have a list in front of me, but he obviously was skilled in Donkey Kong. He held the record for Donkey Kong, and but there are many other games too that I think he, at one point he held records. But it is it's a shame that he got um, banned. I guess like all of his records were you know taken like yeah, away. stricken from the yeah, like it doesn't exist anymore. Well, well, here recently, I don't know if you've seen in the news, uh, I think he's taken that to court. 
yeah. try and get those reinstated. I'm like, why? I mean, is it? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand what what his motivation would be because he's already famous. You know, it's just I don't know. I guess to him personally, it's just something he wants to take care of. Yeah, I, th- I think he's probably just trying to clear his name. You know, if he mm-hmm. if he truly did get those scores, he needs to in front of a live audience with approved hardware. Like you know, you you can poo poo it and say, well, yeah, he's skilled, and it maybe it's an emulator, but that doesn't matter to me. But rules are rules. You know, like these these guys had to break records in front of a an audience and do it with pressure. Like, there's probably a significant amount of relief to be able to do that privately. Like, if you don't have someone watching over your shoulder, make a mistake. Like, it's just like any other sporting event where the the uh, you know like there there's more pressure when people are watching you play the game. And he's doing it in the comfort of his own game and recording it and, and submitting VHSs. So you know, it I don't I don't like that aspect of it. But I do believe that he is skilled enough to do it, you know, like oh, I absolutely believe he can do it, yeah, yeah, you know let him let him let him back in, <laughs> yeah maybe maybe what he submitted was out of line of what their regulations are, but I absolutely believe he can do it, yeah, so you know if you're gonna if you're gonna maybe maybe he's and he is a polarizing figure, obviously, yeah to Nick and I too, you know, like we we had our. Uh, we had our opinions, they were changed, but you know, there, there's a, I say that and I liked him, but I still don't know if I would trust him 100%. Like I, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I, like, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. people up like one by one at conventions to like, you know, like I'm not a bad guy. Right. <laughs> this is going to the trouble. <laughs> he could just be like, I don't care. Cause like everybody loved the other guy from the Donkey Kong, you know. Uh, yeah, Weeby. Yeah, like oh, he's he's you know, but Billy Mitchell was the fun one though. He was like the bad boy, and I love boy. the <laughs> Pixels movie. Like he's the uh, Peter Dinklage character is just like a straight up dwarfed version of Billy Mitchell. <laughs> 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 His whole like persona and rock star attitude is you know, but you know Billy Mitchell for for better or for worse was he put he gave a Pac Man a shot in the arm. As, as far as keeping it alive and around and, and you know relevant again you know like pac-man was really irrelevant i feel like for a long time like people recognized it but nobody really cared about pac-man so those are all the talking points that i have um was there anything that you guys can think of that i didn't touch on whether it be the innovations or the, the some of the old games or pop culture type reference you know like things that you remember uh, uh, the, you you kind of uh, mentioned it in passing, but there was that hybrid uh, baby Pac-Man that was a hybrid pinball and uh, arcade cabinet video game. I didn't mention it because it wasn't developed by the same guy. But oh, okay, I I, I uh, did see that in a in a gas station once before. <laughs> in a gas station, wow. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I wasn't reading magazines. They didn't really exist to, like, give you any sort and of – the game even is out there. there right. There's also the full-blown Pac-Man pinball, but that's obviously not – you know, I mean, he, he didn't have anything to do with that, nor probably did Namco even have anything to do with that, really. But, but, you know, it, important to some people nonetheless. But it, it's still Pac-Man, you know. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. all – and like there's there's this whole you know this is the 40th anniversary you like nick has 
an arcade one-up Pac-Man back there. He's got the Numbskull Pac-Man. There's, you know, you can walk into a Walmart and get a glowed up Pac, like, you know, ghost nightlight. <laughs> the Pac-Man is like, I mean, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. That's nice. Um, he's, he's still around. People still really dig him. He, he gets included in Smash Brothers, like modern day arcades. There's all kinds of arcades that are, or games that get released in consoles. Uh, so, but, but again, we'll, we'll save that for another day, I guess. Oh, I, I was going to mention the cups, the glasses. Do you guys remember where those come from? Uh, I don't remember where they came from and I forgot to get mine out. I, I have one, at least one. Um, I, I but, had yeah, a, I don't. but back in the eighties, you got, you usually would get cups like that from like a pizza hut or yeah, a, like a Burger King pizza hut or you know, uh, whatever. I, I wish I would have researched that a bit more. I would love to know where those actually come from. Like what, I don't think you would buy those at a store. Like they had to have been from like Wendy's or something. No. Oh, and and uh, you know, they're these, don't forget these. What are, Oh, the Fleer. Yeah. The Fleer, the, tra- the trading cards, a little rub off <laughs> cards, you know, scratch off. Don't, don't oh, eat wow. the gum. The, the gum's no good. <laughs> or do and vomit. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's an unopened pack right there, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You should open it here on in the no. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's for safekeeping. Uh, and I got uh I've got what, this. What, what, what this else? is what from else? the Pac-Man Arcade that was in Pasadena, California that has since wow. closed. Oh, but, no, that reminds me. Didn't the Aladdin's Castle tokens have Pac-Man on one side? Yeah, because I, I didn't bring one of those, but yes, they did because uh, it was owned by Namco. Yeah. Oh wow! So Pac-Man's still with us. You know, you you look at a coin or a token, and there's Pac-Man on one side. Uh, this this came with that Numbskull Pac-Man little coin. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what is that? A Christmas ornament? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Omar. We got we got a, a <laughs> bottle opener. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Cool. Now I wonder if there are stores like in Japan that are just yeah. squishy. In the United States, there's like you know there there's like Lego stores and there's uh, there's Coca Cola stores. There's an M M&M and yeah. M store in Las Vegas. Look at pop. Him. <laughs> you know, there's like a pop figure for like everything. He's angry. I didn't get the Pac Man because I yeah the the pop Pac Man is kind of he's not he's not like a sphere. He's not round. He's kind of squished. I didn't like it. I gotta stay away from pops. Like I, I feel like it's just like the herpes of collecting toys. Like they just that <laughs> pixels. That Lego? It uh it, it's it's generic Lego. It, nah. it came out around the same time the Pixels movie came out. Just like that. And I really loved the way Pac-Man was portrayed in that movie. I thought he looked Oh, that looks good. Yeah, sweet. Are you guys gonna get any of those Mario Lego sets? <laughs> They're probably super expensive though. They're, yeah, they're probably cool. not for the price. Guarantee it. Yeah, they're gonna be like dollars. <laughs> little crane game, you know, like yeah. the, the claw oh, is my yeah. master. Good stuff right there. Good stuff right there. He had a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, Nick came prepared. Uh, when I saw there was a little table off to the side. I'm like, oh, what's uh, he? Oh, that's cool. I, you know, when I when I got this though, I was disappointed when I realized that they put the controls like on the wrong side. They should be controls on on the two ends. So it's 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 like uh, 
horizontal Pac-Man on a vertical table. It's not confusing at all. Kind is of weird. It, did that come from Cracker Barrel, Nick? Is yeah, that? it did. Yeah, and this this too, I think, came from Cracker Barrel. Well, actually, yeah. Cracker Barrel sold these, but I think this one I got maybe at Walmart. They were at a couple different places you could get them. Nice. Yeah. I have the Miss Pac-Man version of that. These two little guys. I think these were like maybe a capsule toy, like from Japan, maybe. Oh, no, that reminds me, like the little erasers that you could get to put on your pencils. Like there was a Pac-Man version of those. I remember seeing, like loving those. And uh, the uh, the coasters. I have those. Yep. Set of coasters. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Oh, then these are cool. What's they, they had little things. I, I don't remember what you called these, but they're... They're, they're just little pegs that you put in like this kind of pegboard, but oh, okay. they, they would have like sprites of all kinds of different things. There was what Mario and just, uh, Oh, I could see the peg things. like through the, like the light of the arcade is like shining through the pegboard. Now I can see it. Yeah. Almost like a light bright that doesn't light up. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and there's the new for audio only people right now. <laughs> there's, there's the new game. Uh, yep. I have that too. I haven't played it yet, but nor have I. When I had bought it because it looked cool. <laughs> now, have you that, seen? Uh, that's little, it, I think. I, in Walmart, nice. a set. It was like a, a not a rector set, but you know, like in museums, they would have like the little balls going along the rails, and like they'd have gigantic displays of those. Yeah. Walmart, yeah. Pac Man, like set up and displayed. Like there weren't any balls or anything, but I, I saw that. Reminded of the balls, but yeah. Yeah. I, is that even anything you could buy, or was it just displayed only? You could buy it, yeah. Okay, okay. It looked interesting. It looked kind of cool. The pe- people are capping. This was a good year or two before the 40th anniversary, so people are still capitalizing on Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's looking good for his age, though. Uh, <laughs> he could go. He could go in several more years. And uh, like I said, if we if we feel like it, if we want to do a part two, we can we can go further into Pac-Man. But, uh, Nick, uh, this was your idea. So thank you for, um, I just, when my brother mentioned 40th anniversary, I just said, Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah. It's uh Pac-Man's 40th anniversary. You want to do something? Uh, yeah. I appreciate the suggestion. Uh, I was like, man, we, we don't have a Pac-Man episode and he's, he's so iconic and so important to video games. Uh, let's do it. And Martin, thank you so much for hosting this, uh, zoom chat so that we we would not get to like 40 45 minutes before getting kicked out of the free version (laughs) and i really i really hope this turns out well i have high hopes for the end product and uh maybe maybe we can record some more of these uh soon and get and get some new bicky podcast episodes out there because uh man the cinemasters is just running circles around us (laughs) 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 a couple new episodes a week uh, uh, you wow. know, and I see the uh, the Pac Man candy, the little uh, arcade yeah. cabinet candy on Martin's shelf behind. It. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, got it. Yep. I, yeah. I forgot got to bring too. that. I I have that, but I didn't even bring it. Yeah, I haven't. Did I take the candy out? I mean, it's just like those like little Smarties type candies, but yeah. And then these little arcade yeah, it, cabinets. That's like the the NES version of the game that's in that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's all kinds of Pac-Man out there. Like you, you're not wanting for Pac-Man games if you walk into any place, Target, Walmart. You're gonna you're gonna stumble across Pac-Man, which is awesome. It's awesome. Like maybe he's not in the forefront. Maybe he's not PlayStation or Mario or whatever. But like Pac-Man's still hanging in there. Mm-hmm. People respect hit Pac-Man. 
that was our Pac-Man episode. Happy 40th anniversary, Pac-Man. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. See ya. All right. See ya.